when it's framed as a cookie, oh, like cookies, positive memories. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, cookies are fine. I don't mind cookies. Hello and welcome back to the house of the juice. Thank you so much for coming back, our lovely viewers. We are releasing content week after week after week just for you, not for us, just for you. And don't you forget it. We love you so much. Thank you, as always, for coming around. Today, we got a very spicy, spicy tech news. You'll get to hear which way the cookie crumbles on terms of the right to repair and a couple other nice spicy topics, as well as uh, we got to talk about the greatest racing game of all time, explicitly not the crew, too. So, uh, yeah, please enjoy the episode. And service says we live, baby. Welcome to the Mo Video Games Podcast, episode seven B three H B four. Yeah, we uh, are using exclusively hexadecimal now. Um, because <laughs> I was gonna say that, but H is not an hexadecimal. <laughs> hey, it's we we swapped F and H. What would be uh, what? What's the stem for seven? The- you know what I'm saying? You could. Uh, <clears throat> It would be like septadecimal. Yeah. We're, our, our, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our things are in septadecimal because hexadecimal goes up to G, right? I'm pretty sure. No, it's just F. It's A, B, C, D, E, F. Oh. So we got to go. You up call yourself oct- a programmer. <laughs> o- octadecimal. Octadecimal. That is whew, not a good, not a good base for this, but that's okay. But that's why we chose it. That's true. Because <laughs> it's terrible. Exclusively to be really difficult. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, how's it going, Maxwell? How's it going? Pretty been? good. That's good. What are you drinking today? Uh, it's funny you ask. <sighs> it's hilarious, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I drinking coffee. Okay. Black coffee. Out of a Dunkin' cup. Out of a Dunkin' cup for the non-watchers. Yes, uh, but it it's not Dunkin' coffee. It's Ooh, uh, okay. It's a brand. It's called like Intelligista, Intellihista, something. Not Intelligentsia. Or maybe Intelligentsia. It's Intella something. <laughs> I well, don't have it with The most popular me. one is Intelligentsia for sure. Okay. It's like a red bag. I don't know yeah, if all they of them have are like, red. They have like wings on it. Maybe. I like the logo as wings. Something like that. I'm pretty sure it's Intelligentsia. Okay. Intel- intelligentsia. But yeah, it's that hand ground. Literally didn't even use a grinder. I ground it with my hands. Did you just punch, or what was the strat with that? It, it's you put them in between your knuckles, and you just kind oh, of go back course. and forth in, so until like, they grind. Yeah. So like Clarissa is pouring the coffee in between your knuckles, and then you're just the grinder. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, after about a hundred passes, you get a couple beans that you can use. Um, <laughs> two, two beans. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that did the manual grinding, um, pour over. All that kind of stuff. Did did my fancy brewing this morning. So and it tastes quite phenomenal. I uh it, it's like it's their medium roast, I think. I don't remember the origins. <laughs> but uh yeah, the good news is you don't have to. Only I have to as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm the only one that gets hit with that cue. So <laughs> um yeah, the coffee shop I went to a lot in high school. Uh brewed predominantly with intelligentsia I, I like the roast a lot of their roasts if i remember correctly though are like very uh they like very like floral and fruity roasts they're definitely a little less about like some like earthiness or some chocolatiness you know some sweet hazel nuttiness they like they like the flower and the and the fruit yeah it's surprisingly sweet it is but it's good but, but not like the the artificial sweet like if you get like a hazelnut sure, yeah. or something like that it just yeah it's very Dude, hazelnut smooth. coffee is what one may identify as fraudulent. I do not like hazelnut coffee at all. Yeah, it's every so time, it, every once in a while, that it's like the only option presented. Um, like if you're at like a, a work Keurig or something like that, and it's like all they have, and I'm like, uh, I need my caffeine, so I guess. I'll yeah, give it for a whirl. sure. I mean, yeah, you definitely take the shot, but. Also, companies do love hazelnut coffee. I think it's because no one likes it. They just don't want people to drink it. So they're just like, this is how we'll cut corners on costs. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll provide you um, with, with coffee. Oh, you don't like it? Well, coffee. you can bring your own, but we've, we've provided you. So we've said, oh, that actually 
Uh, it ties in really nicely with something I want to talk about, but I, I want to know what you're drinking first. I'm drinking just Irish black tea. Very simple. Trader Joe's brand. One of those boys now. Especially since uh, I think it's the closest grocery store to me. So Trader Joe's is closest to you? Yeah. You lucky man. Yeah, I mean they're all kind of inconvenient, but Trader Joe's is Trader Joe's is pretty close. Uh, and honestly, I thought I always thought Trader Joe's was way more expensive than it was. It actually, it really isn't that bad if you buy the right stuff. There's definitely some shit that seems a little overpriced, like I wouldn't want to get, but for the most part, uh, it's actually pretty good price wise, and it do be tasty. It do Trader be tasty. Also, hello, Purple Misfit. Welcome to the stream. Welcome. Um. Yeah. No. Trader what, Joe's. What were you say, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. The, the tie-in. Well. So Trader Joe's. Yeah. Fantastic. I think the biggest. If you're gonna take any issue with Trader Joe's, it's the fact that they just don't have that much. It's just like a, a smaller selection. But that's kind of the. It, Joe only can trade so much. But they have really like yeah their like produce is really well. They have some curated produce for sure. Oh my god. Yeah. We Clarissa and I cannot buy uh it fruit from anywhere other than trader joe's now it's like everything else tastes stale and terrible in comparison trader joe's is like they they had those cotton candy grapes i don't remember if you tried them when we got oh, them i think i did those were whack i mean like they were good but i i didn't know <laughs> yeah. what was happening in my mouth you know i'm just like what the hell who made this do you Very just inject confusing. cotton candy and like a mother grape and then she just produces <laughs> her cotton candy offspring uh, yeah i don't want to know what goes on behind the scenes but happy mother's day to all the cotton candy grapes out there by the way absolutely also and all the other moms yes all, all moms shout out um happy mother's day call your mom say hello say happy mother's day tell her how much you love her get her something nice all that kind of fun stuff that's that's our plug for the day. That's I already texted my mom, so Ooh, uh, spicy. And I visited her this weekend, so I've done my due diligence. Well, that's that's more than I've done. I FaceTimed her. But well, it's it. a little bit easier when I am way closer to her. <laughs> that's true. Than you are. And and yeah, cotton candy grapes are they I, I mean, you can back me up on this Oliver, but they do taste like cotton candy. Like it is No, it's bizarre. Weird, but it's good. But it's yeah. weird. They're very sweet, but it's good. But it's weird. <laughs> but it is weird. And they they were like big and firm. Like they were they're good quality grapes. You know they're they're <laughs> a nice crunchy bite. You know not not like not like cracker crunchy. You know, but you expect a little <laughs> bit of a pop when you're biting into a nice fruit. You know. Yeah, that juice just a little skin break. Yeah, and explodes. then yeah, just a little cotton candy explosion in your mouth. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. real gross. <clears throat> Tech news. So I, what I wanted to tie into, I don't even remember what I was originally tying from. That's my favorite part, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I had terrible. no idea where you were going. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of coming back to me. But either way, right to repair. That's, that's oh, my are we going down? Are we going down this? Yeah. First, first tech news topic is uh, slapping on the big one. So right, right to repair. And why this comes up, if you listen to last week's uh, podcast, I believe we talked about the issues I had with my old phone, the Pixel 3. Um, that I was able to repair myself if I was not terrible at it. Um, but I, I needed to replace the battery. Battery was expanding. When I took the back, say, so all, all new phones have waterproofing now pretty much there are some that don't but most of them do which means all the panels are glued on there to create a watertight seal so there's no screws you can undo and take it off you have to heat it up and then like saw away the glue to get the the backside off and they they tell you to be careful and i thought i was being very careful but somehow at some point i damaged the display um or the display connector and i know this because I the phone turns on. I can feel the vibrations and the haptics. I can even turn the digitizer. Still works. I can turn the flashlight on by remembering where the flashlight like pull down would be and turn it on, but the screen shows nothing. Um, so I I somehow damaged that, and so needed to get a new phone. Blah blah blah. But out of all of this, there's been a lot of conversation going on about right to repair, what that means, what the expectations are, um, and why Oliver wants it. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember the tie-in now. So we were talking about companies giving you 
shitty Keurigs um, or like Keurig, <laughs> Keurig pods and being like, oh, we have now satisfied the requirement of providing you coffee. Um, and that is exactly what Apple is doing with its independent repair program. Um, they're essentially, so when they can go and testify in front of Congress for right to repair, they can say, oh, we have an independent uh, repair program. Like, what are you talking about? We allow that to happen. Um, but they essentially make it so difficult to become certified and then they make it prohibitively like you essentially can't repair anything other than iPhones um, when you become certified as the independent repair for iPhones. And uh, it, this may have changed, but my understanding was that you can only do screens and batteries <laughs> like you can't repair other things like there's there's a bunch of weird caveats and they do. Uh, Lewis Rossman has a bunch of stuff. Uh, MKBHD just released a video on it. There's a bunch of good information out there kind of kind of talking about it. But essentially, apparently, so Apple can come and do a random audit of you at any time, which is like, okay, like I, I understand, like for quality, that's that's for a sure. good thing. Yeah. But apparently, once you stop providing that service, they can still audit you up to five years after and fine you um, for violations five years after you no longer provide the service. Like that's, that's a little ridiculous. That's wiggity whack. Um, yeah. And then, so I have the iPhone 12 now. And one of the, the big things that there was this other YouTuber went, bought two brand new iPhone 12s and just started replacing components um, on them, like the cameras and the displays. And then, so they're, the, so they're OEM. They're not third party. Yeah. OEM brand new out of the box, fully functional. And the cameras don't work um, when you replace the camera module, which they're there. So Lewis Rossman brought up some good points and Apple has an opportunity to maybe perhaps explain why this happens. But he he suspects it's a bug, not intentional because of how the camera behaves. There's no alert that tells you, hey, this is a counterfeit or this is not OEM or we can't verify this camera. It just works intermittently and really crappily so he believes there's some kind of bug going on perhaps not intentional i don't know what apple has said about it if they've said anything they probably haven't because anything they say could probably be used against them um one way or another but that that, that was kind of the big thing is like oh wow even if you get an oem part you have to have like special apple software to like tie it all together so like all of the components are serialized and tied in together and there could be a good reason for that um sometimes the the way different controllers are set up they in order like to prevent counterfeit materials and all that kind of stuff that there are potential use cases where it makes sense um but for example like the battery uh you can't get any information about the battery if it can't detect it appropriately like what I, what i think apple should have done is essentially said like oh hey this is not the original OEM or like, oh, this is a counterfeit part, but let it be used um, normally, like just a warning. That way you can't sell like a lemon iPhone to some unsuspecting buyer with a bunch of counterfeit cheap parts that, that you stole all the good parts from. Like it, it's you want to have that transparency and know that something is not original or OEM. Um, For sure. But like nerfing its ability to function seems like a, a, a step too far. So that's a big conversation. That That's my two cents on it. There's a lot of information. What, what are your thoughts, Oliver? I mean, I think you already know my thoughts, but for the <laughs> listener, I'll elaborate. I mean, I under... Okay, as someone who breaks their phone a lot, I should put caveats in here. And someone who right now also is in grad school and therefore doesn't make a lot of money. And even when I am making more money, I still live pretty frugally, so I like doing all my own repairs. It's just fun to me. I mean, I would... I saw that and I was like, I'm never buying iPhone 12 in my life. I haven't watched a Lewis Rossman video yet. So, I mean, if he actually thinks it's a bug, then that's cool. I can understand if they don't want third party parts going in there for like maybe some weird concern, like security concern or something really whack like that. You know, I don't know how you hack like Apple's mainframe by putting in a crusty logic board or something in there, you know, or like we, we hit a virus in the battery. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm uh, pretty sure that's not how that works. Um, but I could be wrong. Who knows? You know, maybe viruses do live in batteries. So I, if OEM parts were allowed to be switched, I would be okay with it. But yeah, I mean, it's your it's your shit. Like, you bought it. 
You spent a hell of a lot of money for it. These phones are really fucking expensive. So yeah, I want to be able to repair my phone. Like already making an investment on a brand new phone is a huge investment for a lot of people and it is a large chunk of change. So having to bring it into an Apple vendor where you know, I mean, once you bring it back to the person you bought it from, they are just going to just charge the shit out of you. I have never heard a single time where someone's like, I took it to the original manufacturer and they're like, we'll repair it for free. You did great, (laughs) you know, or some shit like that. So for me, the fact that OEM parts couldn't be like switched in between that was probably the most annoying part so if it is a bug it's a little less annoying but uh i'm probably gonna go to that hashtag pixel fam coming up here and the battery thing too not necessarily like putting a virus or a bug on it but if you if you put a counterfeit battery or something that hasn't been verified through their supply chain and it's a bad battery or it explodes now there's a bunch of news articles Ooh, iphone 12 explodes and it's a huge pr mess for apple and it could be dangerous too i mean battery i mean they're small but like i mean they can still explode we saw all the stuff that happened i think with the samsung note um a few years ago where those were just randomly exploding catching on fire yeah Yeah. that was crazy um so so there are some 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 good reasons why you'd want to protect it but yeah the, the ultimate thing is okay let me buy the oem parts that's another thing apple does is they go out to all of their suppliers and they prohibit those parts from being sold to anyone who's not a certified repair vendor um yeah so pretty much you have to go on ebay to get any parts that you're ever going to want to get which is also part of the reason that guy bought two brand new iphones because at the time of recording the video uh it was out for so little time that like if you would broke your thing you would literally have no choice there wouldn't even be a replacement battery replacement screen on ebay for you to buy you know you kind of got to give probably at least six months for the market to kind of start saturating to a point where you'd be able to reliably find something um and to replace components which is also another super fucking annoying thing so yeah yeah so so let 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 us buy oem parts or at least let there be a decent independent repair program so we we can go and pay a reasonable price to have someone fix it because we understand not everyone feels comfortable enough going into their thousand dollar phone and like i did and broke my phone i i feel comfortable (laughs) doing that and i broke my phone so it's yeah having a professional do it makes a lot of sense but like let us buy oem parts we want to fix it ourselves and let vendors do it and take take a cut of it like you can still make money that way or like have us buy the oem parts through at the apple store like i don't care but i don't want to pay the the 400 dollar labor for for sure um, like apple to repair it for me so there's and i mean there's probably some other business things behind the scenes ultimately businesses are there to make money though they're not there for the consumer um no matter how much anyone wants to believe that (laughs) businesses are when they're for profit that is their goal for profit um so it's interesting and it's purple misfit says i agree i break my screen so much and i hate spending so much yeah yeah exactly yeah, that's, that's me exact that is me to the t 100 agree it's so annoying and now before so uh clarissa had broken her screen on her iphone se which has the the chassis of the old iphone 5s um with some different components from like the newer phones in it um and i replaced that i bought an aftermarket replacement screen and it wasn't waterproof so there's just a couple screws and then you just boop pry it up replace some connectors pop the new screen on and it worked flawlessly there was no error message um and i didn't have to deal with all the waterproof and all that kind of stuff easy peasy replacement works great she still uses it um as kind of like an additional like gaming device works flawlessly no problem but yeah now with all the waterproofing that makes things incredibly difficult and like the oled screens and stuff so in order to replace the pixel screen, if you want to separate it from the frame of the phone, it is a destructive process. There is no way to not destroy the screen. Um, you have to buy an entirely new uh, screen attached to a frame is the only way to do it. Kind of kind of nuts, though. Um, oh, uh, all the Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I, I was going to spare Clarissa, but Clarissa uses it for the Animal Crossing app almost exclusively. I was going to leave it at gaming, but yeah, that, that's what it was for. Hey, you didn't have to respond to that. I want to be clear. You still could have spared her. I, I could have, but uh, it's fun. <laughs> um, but you're not wrong. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so it's so a right to repair. It, that, that bottom line, it, Apple is just going a little bit too far. And they're not the only people. They're, they're like 
the like everyone is kind of going down this path and tesla is another one um that is like it they, they will even blacklist your vin number if you try to do modifications or repairs yourself so that you can't like charge at supercharger stations or can't charge at like the full speed i'm not entirely sure oh, what wow. they do and yeah or and you can't get any more over the air updates and stuff like it's it's wild so it's a huge discussion and there's a lot more discussion happening now so i think there's a possibility that we might be trending maybe in a good direction um hopefully at least with the discussion to the point where there's maybe some kind of legislation that helps us right now things are trending in the bad direction but discussion is trending in the good direction so we shall I see do, i do also wonder i mean there's a certain point where like some things like the uh galaxy fold or whatever they're calling it right now yeah. like that is probably if not very tedious probably also incredibly difficult to repair and some shit like that where if you do fuck it up you know and have the potential of really damaging your phone. I guess I just don't know how they want to handle it. If they want to just like, you know, oh, you can repair it, but you're going to void your warranty or something like that. Or, yeah, anything like that. I, I don't know what they want to do, but something like the... I, I feel good replacing flat screens, but like a flexi screen, I feel like that's going to be that's gonna be a little bitch. Yeah, and, and that's where the independent repair program comes in and why it's so... Like, Apple needs to let you repair other things other than just iPhones or Apple products when you are independent repair and they need to make it like accessible to people like Lewis Rossman says like yes he, he's not asking that we go back to big like Phillips screws um, like holding things together with like gigantic chips that you can just like hand solder onto the board like that like sure that would be great but that's ridiculous like that's yeah not, not great um but so he says yeah, you want the design to improve and you want the devices to theoretically get more compact at least has been the trend for a while yeah there was a slight return of the large device thing a couple <laughs> years ago but we're back on the i feel like the slim trend now so yeah which is great um but and so lewis rossman says it's his responsibility as a repair technician to figure out how to repair the newer devices as they get more complex and and get the right tools and stuff like that so he's not asking for us to go backwards but apple doesn't even let people learn and get the the tools they need to repair the devices as an independent repair and that that's also the bigger issue so right to repair is larger than just you being able to repair your own device but even letting someone else like you having the freedom to go to someone else um other than the original manufacturer um yeah, it's kind of the big thing. So, well, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of so people with giant phones for sure. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess they because they did kind of just start making what like the is it still the note, right? I think they're still making notes, which are yeah. just supposed to be the like massive, pretty much can't fit in your pocket unless you're wearing like the, the Fab XL jeans, <laughs> the flap. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have those. And like, I mean, the iPhone 12 now has four models. It has the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which is gigantic. Um, it has the iPhone 12 Pro, the iPhone 12, and the iPhone 12 Mini. Um, but but they have the Mini now, which I, I almost bought because it just haven't, going back, it's like basically the size of like the old iPhone 5S in that, that small thing. Which is super thing. nice, in my opinion. Yeah, but I packs, really like the small form factor. Yeah, packs the power of the new like A14 Bionic chip and all that kind of crazy stuff. So, um, super cool. So th there is a trend, but I, I think having more options like that, I, I can't believe that Apple makes money with four models like that. They're they're so similar, um, with sizes and stuff being different that it's kind of crazy that they can make and like each model also comes in like four flavors of storage size which i mean granted is like an easy thing to do manufacturing wise like oh we just uh, For sure. put, throw another memory chip on there and we're good to go um or a different memory chip whatever but yeah kind of kind of nutso well that's what happens when you're one of the largest phone manufacturers for however many years now yeah, and they also have how many hundreds of billions of dollars in cash lying around too yeah, no investment's a bad investment when you have that much money, right? I know. They, they could buy. I, there's some list of like all the companies they could purchase outright in cash. Um, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Um, but yeah, so that, that was my big tech news. I had a couple other things. So Apple's privacy, speaking of Apple, they, they rolled out a new thing that 
allows you to decline to prevent apps from tracking you across other apps, um, which is how like Facebook monetizes and, and all these kind of things. They they learn your preferences and the different places you visit and then use that information to target ads at you. So a big misnomer is the selling of your data. Not every company is selling your data to other companies. They're doing it via proxy. So they maintain the data, but they say, okay, you want to advertise to this subset of people. We know who that is. And then they, they target sure. those ads is how they do it. But that's, they, then they get paid for every time someone clicks through that ad um, and then probably even more if someone makes a purchase clicking through that ad. So that's how they make money. So it's not reducing the number of ads you see, but is it will reduce the relevancy because they won't be able to know your profile as well and know what you what they think you will buy. Um, and so it will reduce the click through rate, all that kind of stuff, which will reduce the monetization, which is why Facebook is free, all this kind of thing. So all the tech companies are like, burr, 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 burr. Uh, we're, we're gonna lose money, we can't sustain this. And they're right to be scared because the initial data shows that 96% of Apple users have declined to be tracked across apps. So well, yeah, especially when it's worded like that, no one wants to say yes to that, right? No one wants... Would you yeah. like to be tracked? And that that's Do you like the, to be haunted? <laughs> and that that's the that's the whole framing thing too. Is like yeah, it's like oh, I, I don't remember who I saw, but it's like oh, when it's framed as a cookie, oh, like cookies, positive memories. Like yeah, I'll I'll take uh, cookies, I like cookies are fine. Cookies I don't like cookies, but it's like oh, do you want us to put a tracker on you and track your movements? It's like well, hell no. Um, and that's basically what Apple did. Is they're just shining a bright light on it and being like, hey. Uh, not you have to ask permission now of all of our users to do this, um, which Apple has seemingly always kind of been on the forefront of privacy. Um, I, I don't know how much of that is a ruse and, and all that kind of stuff, but they to the public it does seem that way for sure. So, and uh, but yeah, ninety six percent of people said I'm one of them. I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to be tracked, bro. Get out of here. Especially when Apple makes it that convenient. Anytime you open up an app, it just prompts you like allow app to track or not is like nope boom done because with their because apple controls the ecosystem so tightly they there's just like a flag in the in the developer options and if you say no boom the, the app now cannot track you it's it's that easy i'm not gonna lie i kind of like targeted ads for the most part because i really don't want to watch ads about things i don't care about at all so i've been watching uh MTV's the challenge on uh, oh, Paramount Plus. Interesting. Yeah, very, very spicy. Uh, Paramount Plus. Not, wow, those are both out of left field. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm really, you know, we're just doing curveballs today. So, but uh, we get like the th same three commercials every single time. Like one is a uh, new contraceptive, uh, and then <laughs> Facebook groups um, for connecting to other people, and then one other. I forgot what the third one was, and it's like I. I'm sitting with my roommate and we're just two depressed dudes who don't want to do anything or talk to anyone. Like these are the most irrelevant ads I could ever think of. Like show me like a Dunkin ad, you know, make yeah. me want some coffee or some Starbucks, you know, when does Starbucks do advertisements? I think they, I think they just advertised by just having their brand so large for so long that they just secured. I can't think. Have you ever seen a Starbucks ad? <laughs> I feel like I never do. At least yeah. like a video one for sure. I, you know, you'll see like posters for a new beverage, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I never thought about that before. I've definitely seen a Dunkin' ad. But let, let us know in the in the comments. Have, have you guys you, seen Starbucks ads? <laughs> like, Are they real? Like like browsing the web. Have you seen something about Starbucks? So yeah, either way, I forgot where I was going with that, but I yeah, I don't I don't mind the targeted ads. And and Purple Misfit brings up another good point. Once you get into Apple, it's hard to leave. Very true. Blue message gang. Um, I am also so I'm I'm I've written down my thoughts on so I'm gonna do like a quick video on my thoughts about like why I came back to Apple with the, the iPhone. And which is disgusting by the way, but that's okay. <laughs> well one of the things I, I found or like that that frustrates me a little bit is how you need Apple products. Like the Apple products work so well together, but it also requires them. So like with my Pixel, I could bring up a web page that has all my text messages and I can text people through my computer on the screen. I need a Mac 
to do that with iMessage. Um, so that's yeah, they really force you to stay in the ecosystem once you get there, for sure. Like if you're used to those conveniences. Yeah. So that's 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 tough. I don't know. There's there's it's interesting. There are some things that I am. I mean, that's the whole point of the video is going to be. There's a lot of things I'm very excited about and why I came back to it. And there's also a lot of things I'm missing right now um, about being on Android and specifically Pixel. Um, so get hyped for that on Maxwell Lewis game. The iPhone 12 do be looking though. I mean, man, that is it is an attractive phone. When I, when I was watching that video of the two guys changing the components, I'm like, these both look... And the like, color choices are actually really good, too. Normally, if they make a phone like red, it's just some like obnoxious, like, smack-you-in-the-face red Corella that you would use in, like, you know, <laughs> kindergarten. This is, like, a nice, calm, mature red, you know? A nice, nice calm, dark, deep blue. I said both those words backwards, and that's okay. <laughs> dark, deep blue. <laughs> That's um, actually their name that they call it, Darp Deke. Oh yeah, yeah. Darp Deke. What, what blue is that, Darp Deke? Um, and so. the, the pro models are are different colors. Um, so they they only have four options, and they they have stainless steel uh, perimeter instead of aluminum. So I have the Pacific blue, which is the most gorgeous color I have ever seen on a phone. Um, did you cry when you unboxed it? I did. <laughs> I still am. Um, I'm just out of tears. Is it like a kind of like a light, very light blue, like, like a watery a, it's blue? It's like a Pacific blue. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help me at all. I'm on their website. I think I'm looking at Pacific blue on the advertising. But yeah, 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 it's, that, it's that's light a, blue. That's a saucy blue. It's saucy. Um, oh, their website is absolutely twacking out on me. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Deuces. Um, also, my cat is going crazy. Hold on. I believe this is the third episode in a row where we've had a little mocha interruption, which yeah, I well, like. Now she's not there. I, I don't know. I See, like hearing those little... Oh, now she's coming. There you are, mocha. Come here. Can I get one of those little meowskis? Yeah. God, I always forget how fluffy she is. <laughs> Hello, yeah. mocha. A good girl, um, but yeah. So, oh, thank you, thank you, thank Mocha. you, Mocha. Thank oh you. yes. Why do cats love rubbing their gums on things? That that's apparently where like a lot of a their sense? their scent stuff, like yeah. pheromones, are. So by doing that, they're like rubbing their scent and claiming ownership of those things. I thought um, it was the cheek though. Is it actually like in the gum, or is it the cheek, or oh, is the it actual the cheek? gum? I, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I, I always, just... the more aggressive Jojo gets with me, the more she'll be just like, you know, like smashing my her like fucking lip back, and then you know it gets a little <laughs> little moist, which I'm not really trying to deal with, but you know, she's so precious it doesn't matter. And she's going to town right now. That was a big little rumble <laughs> gumble I heard. She really is. Thanks, Mocha. Um, Biscuit does the same. Cats are amazing. Cats, cats are ridiculous. Um. If I could get a second cat, I probably would. If I was um, living alone. So there's, there's, I actually have a lot of tech stuff to talk to people. There's only one more I'll talk about because this is definitely going on for a while. Um, but Sony apparently is in the midst of a lawsuit um, where someone is claiming that Sony is, has a monopoly because they only allow digital versions of Sony games to be sold in the Sony, like the PlayStation store. Wait, repeat that. They're only allowing certain versions of games to be sold in the PlayStation Store. Yeah, the, dig the digital versions of games uh, of PlayStation games you can only buy in the PlayStation Store. Mm. Um, was that how it was before? I don't think I've ever bought a PlayStation game digitally, not in the PS Store. Because you can't. <laughs> it's, it's a monopoly. Um, but I, I think what I'm just trying to think of, like xbox like can i buy a digital version of an xbox game not in the microsoft store not i mean not that i've ever been aware of like it's a closed they're I've closed never ecosystems seen, yeah i've never seen a redeem key on any console ever <laughs> yeah are you buying a digital version of a nintendo game not in the nintendo eShop? like i guess like yeah like I, I, I don't, don't understand. I don't, I don't really get the freak out now. I just this has been like 
for for people who game, I think this has just been like a well accepted thing for many years now. That you're not, I, like, I'm not gonna be able to get my Steam key and throw it on the Xbox or anything like that, you know, or like go to Green Man Games and buy some key for my my Xbone that I don't own. Yeah, available on Amazon with codes. That's that's fair. I guess does maybe Sony doesn't allow you to buy codes other places? Then, then I guess I could maybe see. If there's a little bit like if other companies are like, oh, yeah, you can buy the codes from other people like we'll we'll distribute codes elsewhere and you can buy them. I, I could see maybe the argument. And that's why I, I didn't really read much into the lawsuit and what it was alleging. Um, I have the attention span of a goldfish. So um. <laughs> very long. So take it with a grain of salt. It was mostly just like a, a conversation piece. So don't take my word as like golden truth. Um, except yeah, I when I you talk could do about that with games. Nintendo. Um, yeah, super interesting. But yeah, that was a big one. I was like, oh, whoa, that's interesting. Like, I, I was like, I don't know. I, I would only go to the PlayStation Store if I was going to buy it anyway. But maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't see why it's a big deal. Also, PlayStation Store has sales all the freaking time. I mean, I do understand that that doesn't justify a monopoly just because they're like doing good things. <laughs> they're still a monopoly and that's a problem. Um. But it's definitely like, yeah, I've, I've had no complaints with the PlayStation Store, but obviously somebody has. Um, Pretty big one, too. And, and is lawsuiting up. I have a very hard time believing that they're going to win the lawsuit against Sony. Um, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of tech. The, the techscape is changing quite a bit, like with privacy and ad tracking and monopolization. There's a huge lawsuit uh, between Apple and Epic right now about the Apple Store or the Apple like iOS app store and how much money they take from developers and all that kind of stuff. And cause Epic pulled Fortnite from iPhones because the Apple app store takes 30% and that's the only place you can have it, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. So it, it'll be very interesting that the next couple years for tech with right to repair privacy, um, like monopolization of, of app stores and all that kind of stuff is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, it's going to be juicy. So also, why would you play Fortnite on your phone? That sounds miserable. <laughs> it's, I mean, you just got to have it on every platform, man. I mean, same. I think PUBG is the same. I think you can play that on your phones as well. You can, and I thought the same thing when I saw that. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you for sure. It's crazy, but I do have to say, Apple's iPhones are stupid powerful. Um, now, <laughs> and I think, I mean, you can. I'm assuming the apps have controller support. Um, cause I, I played, they, they just released the Xbox X cloud beta for iOS. Um, so I just played Forza Horizon four oh, nice. with a controller on my iPhone. Um, <laughs> that to me is so ridiculous. It is that's, ridiculous. That's fire though. I'm about that. Like that's a good ridiculous. Yeah. That's where cloud gaming is like, oh shit, there's, there's a potential here. The latency is still kind of hard to get used to. Um, they definitely need to improve that for it to be like widely accepted but it is i mean i was playing it and it was honestly a pretty smooth experience aside from the latency so hot to i do recall when we were waiting for our uh our coffee once and you just pull out your controller in the middle of the parking lot and started gaming on whatever (laughs) cloud gaming service you were testing at the time that was pretty funny yeah i think you were playing forza there too it was yeah i think i was playing on my old phone yeah. When I was first when I was first considering doing my cloud gaming <laughs> video on my YouTube That's channel. That's still coming out. I mean it's just oh, gonna yeah, be a little sure. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, course. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um who kids mostly don't have a console or PC. Yeah, that's true. That, that's, <laughs> that's a good, good point. point. Um especially yeah, because everyone has phones. Um so that's kind of a thing. Yeah. Good good call, Purple Misfit. You nailed it on the head. Nailed it. Um, I hope they have controller support though, because if the, if you're playing with like the touch controls, that's oof. what I was imagining, and that sounds absolutely miserable. That sounds awful. Playing but... a first person shooter, or I guess Fortnite's third person, right? Actually, I yes. think they're both third person shooter. Um, either way, playing a shooter on a phone where you just like I don't know, do you just touch where you shoot, and then how do you move? I guess they have to have like a D pad that's like kind of superimposed on the image, and then it's just blocking your fucking field of view. Oh my god, yeah, I'm I'm getting boosted just thinking about it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. Um, 
But yeah. yeah, I guess when you're young too, you really don't give a shit. You know, you're just like, Whoa. yeah, you want to play battle royale. And, and the fact that they have it, like crossplay, like you can just play on essentially any platform, and you can play with anyone, any one of your friends. Your friends has an Xbox, you don't. Boom, you're playing with them. Yeah, that part's like, super nice. That, that's, that's probably another... how I got all oh, my God. battle royales when I was playing Fortnite. I was probably just playing against a b- bunch of mobile users. Yeah, because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> But that's another thing Sony is getting in trouble for right now is they have crossplay on some games, but they charge the developer um, every time crossplay is used. Um, so that's another like, ooh, Sony, what you doing there? Sony, what are you doing? What you doing? What you doing there? <sighs> but that's that's a lot of tech news. That's all I got. I don't know if you have anything tech else news. you want I'm, to talk I'm about. exhausted. I don't really have anything long. Uh, we did have another tournament. This weekend, WWB first place feels great. So again, again, two times Ooh. in a row, WWB. Except they're the same cup, so we got like the same crappy digital trophy both times, which is a little <laughs> sad. But that that's okay. We run it again tonight. They've increased the frequency of these tournaments. Wow, more than I kind of care to admit. It's been a lot more playing than I've been trying to do, but that's okay. I pulled out one of my most spiciest builds I've ever found. Um, courtesy of a, sh- a streamer slash YouTuber named Xpetu, and I tweeted at him with a screenshot because um, I had you know great game, and he he liked my message, so like I'm popular now. No big deal, baby. Ooh. That's my that's my social news right there. <laughs> oh, and uh, Bioshock's on sale right now, remastered. So uh, I you know the Commander Slime might be streaming soon. Because I don't think I have very long before uh, Metroid Prime's on here. And that was what lo- it won against Bioshock. And I'm still wondering which one should have moved on. So. Oh, yeah. Like, I really need to visit Bioshock again. Metroid Prime do be smacking, though. So, yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much all I got. Um, oh, also, final, final PSA. Horizon Zero Dawn is free in the PlayStation Store. Oh, fuck. To keep forever until May 14th, which is this coming Friday. So <gasps> make sure you go grab it. It's free to keep forever. Don't need PlayStation Plus. Go. Can I just sign on out. to the PlayStation Store like online and get it, most likely, right? I think. Seems reasonable. I don't see why they wouldn't. Oh, actually, I do have one other piece of tech news. Very brief. I was scrolling through the webs, you know, getting some targeted advertisements because... <laughs> I get those. Um, the 4%. And I, got, I got this advertisement that was like, now is a great time to upgrade your graphics card to like, you know, the RTX 3060. And then literally like less than two minutes later, I'm on YouTube scrolling down and you know how like uh, video makers can post like comments essentially on YouTube now. Gamers Nexus posted a screenshot of an RTX 3060 retail $1,900. <laughs> I'm like, who told you it's a great time to buy a new graphics card? I can't afford that. That's more than twice the cost of my PC with yeah. my with my graphics card in it. Like, Jesus Christ, that's not a great time to buy. It's a horrible time to buy. And if anything, at this point, with how upset the graphics card industry has made me, I'm leaning towards getting a PS5. Also because all those banger exclusives. But I know. Do be. I do want that Ragnarok real bad. There's, there's a rumor floating around that they are going to release a redesigned PS5 in 2022 with a new 6 nanometer um, process uh, APU on it with AMD. That's hype. Yeah. Uh, that- seems unlikely, but hey, I mean, with chip shortages and stuff going on, maybe maybe they're trying to, to bump it around. Maybe they all the feedback of Big Chonk or PS5 got to them, and they're like, all right, we'll slim it down. I mean, they, they usually do come out with a slim eventually, but like less than two years after the release seems that's really fast especially right now fast. i feel like consoles have been we kind of did the, the numbers console releases have been getting incrementally slower right at least i thought we found that out maybe i'm yeah. just making stuff up maybe i smoke some bread or something some sourdough <laughs> and i'm just seeing things now yeah it's it's usually around six to seven years um it was definitely like on the longer side but between like the the last gen and the current gen um but but yeah, it's it, it's long. But it, but then they do those like mid cycle refreshes, like they had the Xbox One X and the the PS4 Pro um, that came out midway. So it, it's like technically it's still the last gen, but they, it's a more powerful last gen. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, it was only five years between the 64 to like the GameCube. And then what? The Wii was next. Oh, Nintendo's on its own cycle. That's they, they do their own. Oh, thing. they don't count. They don't count because it was 11 years until the Wii's release. So yeah, I forgot the, that they just don't care. They're like the talk to Microsoft and Sony's tick. Like they, they, oh, there like, we go. It's only okay. They, they leapfrog each other with updates. Well, I know that, but the, like the the differential between the releases are, uh, you know, I thought I thought they were still pretty similar. I also I lied about the Wii's release date. I was like, 2012 doesn't seem right. It gave me the Wii U's release date, a console that no one knows <laughs> yeah. nor talks about, other than to laugh at. So yeah, the Wii was 2006. The Wii was U was 212. Uh, Wii was 2006. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. So yeah, either way, yeah, I'm not buying a 1900 dollar RTX 3060 when if the RTX 3090 ever. <laughs> is available i can buy it for cheaper so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding oh man that's so ridiculous so hey the good news is we only have three games to talk about today that's true and it's your week so you get to oh, kick it to off lead? <laughs> oh no i didn't want to all right i'm gonna precurse max when i talked very briefly about you know sometimes we like to you know try to guess who, what we think each other's gonna choose I think we're both sweating on what I'm going to choose this this one. Uh, this is it's the Battle of the Fours. We got some Forza Horizon Four, greatest racing game of all time, coined by none other than me, um, and uh, Uncharted Four, the best brother game of all time, coined by Maxwell. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start. This is actually stressful. This has been this is the most stressful. I keep thinking that every time we talk about two games, it's gonna peak out at the most stressful. And all I've learned is it's it's linear. Every matchup we talk about <laughs> is worse than the last, and I don't appreciate it at all. Which is good. That means that we're choosing the right games. Like we should be weeding out worse and worse games. So the further we get, the harder it should get. Yeah. So. I agree. I agree. The proof is in the pudding, and the pudding tastes delicious. Okay, so I guess we, we've talked about these games, what, three times now? Well, I guess f- way more because these are bo- on both of our lists. Yeah, so I'm not going to go over the story at all. I'm just thinking about the Duke, the Duke here because it's very apples to orange. So I'm thinking about Uncharted 4. I'm thinking great graphics, not my number one allure. I think Forza Horizon 4 honestly is a stunning fucking game. I mean, definitely not in like, the same fidelity of Uncharted 4, but how they do the seasons... A super cool concept, and you know I like some originality in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, it's like it's satisfying just to drive and not even race in that game, you know, and not even like do like off roading and like dick around. Like you could just explore and be like, oh wow, this is super cool. So I think there's a lot to be said about that, and I appreciate that a lot. And it's got the pukey, got to throw that out there, you know, <laughs> the greatest boy. car in the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, I you know I think about uncharted and any linear story that you're gonna get is a lot more like kind of sinusoidal with like an upward slope you know like your enjoyment you're gonna get really pulled in in the beginning you're gonna get into like a story development period where it kind of slows down and then you get to this big reveal where you're blowing up at your brother you know because it kind of fucked up no spoilers (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like oh shit this game's crazy um where like forza is just like a nice bam you know i'm i'm loving every second i'm playing it pretty much the same rate it's just consistent all the way through i'm a racer every every time i pick up my controller i'm like a greatest driving game of all time i just can't not say it out loud at max volume so (laughs) um so yeah i think that's like the i've been leaning towards forza horizon 4 because you know if i'm integrating the curve or in this case the line that i'm proposing is the volume greater than than the curve of Uncharted 4? And I don't know. Um, And it's especially spicy because racing games are really not my forte. And the only reason I really started playing Forza Horizon 4 is because of a friend. Forgot who it was entirely, so not important. No clue. (laughs) No idea. I don't know anyone who plays racing games. So, um, But now that I've said that, I think I'm going Uncharted 4. I'm so stressed right now. I don't want to talk about it. For, uh, the racing games are definitely not my cup of tea. And if I was going to pick 
Mm. Mm. So much stress. <laughs> my head's about to explode. R- racing games are, yeah, they're not my primary go-to. Forza Horizon 4 was an amazing game, but Uncharted 4, I think, the story definitely they just did a really good job of not only changing the entire uncharted series i thought in a really fucking good way of stopping it being a follow the yellow line and climb up the yellow line and then cover shooter (laughs) you know that's pretty much the two scenes that you get oh and then destroy an ancient village with theoretical treasure hidden somewhere in there um (laughs) or ancient city um i thought they did just such a good job of refreshing the series and making it exciting and fun to play again um in comparison to one two and three i love one two and three a lot but uncharted four just did so much to like yeah really put a new face on it and really make it exciting be a lot more interesting story a lot more compelling story and definitely a lot more emotional story in comparison to like i mean when 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 the cities are breaking and you're escaping you know it's like it's intense but it's not like i'm like crying and tears are rolling down i can barely see the screen because i'm water falling over here you know so i think i got to give credit to uncharted four for really doing insane justice to the nathan drake series and i think really i mean now because of uncharted 4 like i definitely i mean people are still excited for uncharted games and uncharted content um but i I think if they just kept in the same vein i don't think that would have been the response i don't that definitely would have been my response if i got uncharted 4 that was just like uncharted 3 just graphical fidelity update i mean it wouldn't be on this list honestly i probably would have just picked like two or something like that and just called it a day so it, yeah. it looks like Purple Misfit agrees with you. We're both yeah. intellectuals, so. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. Oh, well, it's, so, it's a hard choice because, yeah, Ford says, mm, mm, but nothing like a little sibling story. I, oh, I'm trying to think what I would have picked if that was my matchup. And mm. it just, it, it do be looking really good. Nice diversity of environments, in my opinion. I thought, like, the swinging mechanic. They did a lot of stuff to kind of spice up the fight sequences in comparison to old games, which is expected, obviously, a lot later release, um, you know, than the earlier games. So there's just a lot more capability now that games can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I understand the Maxwell complaint of Uncharted 4 where the gunplay leaves some to be desired. But I will repeat through and through that the gunplay is just the dish to serve the the, the the main meal which is the story so yeah i you know i'm a sucker for story um and so i think i agree with you on your decision oh. to choose uncharted 4 over forza horizon 4 it feels um, horrible to decide I i'm lucky that i don't have later. to make that decision right here and now <laughs> yeah maxwell what are your games all right well speaking of forza horizon 4 uh <laughs> that is also one of my games this week uh but it is not against uncharted 4 it is against Days Gone, the post-apocalyptic zombie motorcycle open-world horde zombie fighting survival. <sighs> Deacon St. John, main character. What a name. What For Forza hmm. Horizon 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, there's driving in both games. Uh, so Days Gone, you have the, the motorcycle that you're upgrading throughout i think the motorcycle traversal is phenomenal it is one of my favorite parts of days gone it is just it is such smooth control it reacts realistically to your environment and as you get upgrades the upgrades make noticeable and realistic or at least what you would expect the changes to make like they're justified changes like you're upgrading the fuel tank so that you can drive longer on a particular uh tank of fuel so they they have fast travel once you've been to a place but you can only fast travel there if you have enough fuel in the tank to get you all the way there otherwise that's kind of cool yeah then you have to go find the fuel and do it or or you can ride there whatever all that kind of stuff but and there's fuel throughout like you'll you'll find cars and stuff that you can get fuel from or fuel tanks lying around all that kind of stuff and it makes it very fun but it at the, at the start, once you start getting like the gigantic fuel tank, it's essentially a non-issue by the end of the game. You don't even think about it anymore. But at the beginning, when your fuel tank is relatively small and you're you're pretty weak, and so you have to stop in these areas that may or may not have the zombies and stuff. It's just the, the the survival element is very strong at the beginning, and then towards the end, while it takes away some of that like risky business of like getting stranded and maybe not being super powerful, now they they have hordes. And the hordes are phenomenal. And the hordes are hard, even with being like super powered with all of the, the upgraded weapons and stuff. So they're like, okay, 
you're not scared of these little things anymore, but we're going to introduce this amazing mechanic. And just watching literally hundreds of animated zombies running at you is it's just something I've never experienced in a game. I don't understand why Days Gone got reviewed so mediocrely if that's a word like it got like in the 60s maybe 70s for most review outlets and granted it had some technical issues when it was released like it wasn't maintaining a super stable frame rate um and some other some other weird stuff like that but by the time i had played it i was playing it on the ps4 pro which is a little bit more powerful there had been a lot of updates that they had fixed and now you can play it on pc it'll be coming out if it's not already out I think it might already be out, but it's coming out very soon on PC and on the PS5. They harness the PS5 power to let you get 60 frames per second. Um, so now, if you have the opportunity to play it on PC or PS5, or even on the older consoles, now it's been patched. It is the technical issues are no more. Super fun game. Coming um, May 17th. To May Steam 17th. at least. Oh, okay. So PSA coming very soon. Very uh, soon to PC. Um, Mama's take note. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, so Purple Misfit asking about the bracket. So in every YouTube video, and I think in the description of all of our podcasts, we have a link to the Google spreadsheet um, that you can go and check out the bracket. So you can see what we've done so far, where we're at, um, if you want to take a look at that. And we, we update it every week um, once we post the podcast. Um, update it with does. it. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we, we keep that updated. So you can go check that out. I don't, we probably should when we're live streaming have a link to it in the description. We don't right now. But if you go check out one of the previous videos, there should be a link to the, the spreadsheet in there. So you can go check out um, the bracket and kind of see what's going to happen next week, um, what we're doing, all that kind of stuff. Um, is it, yeah, so yeah, it's not in the live stream. Um, there's a delay, so you may have already seen that, but yeah, the previous one should have that. Um, but yeah, you can check that out and that's for anyone out there listening. Um, check us out. Well, we'll start adding that to the live stream, but when we post the, the YouTube video and all that kind of stuff, it should be in the descriptions, um, to go check out the spreadsheet. So that answers that. And, oh yeah, the, the, the whole sequel thing with Days Gone 2, that, that Sony supposedly like rejected a sequel, which like seems bad and like disappointing for anyone that likes Days Gone, but we have no information as to why they rejected the sequel. Like it might have been a really bad pitch. <laughs> it could have been sure. a really dumb idea. Um, but there's a petition going around uh, to try and get Days Gone 2 to happen, which I would love, but I do want it to be good. I don't want just a sequel for the sake of a sequel. Like I want it to be good and it's it'd be interesting to see where they go with the story on it um but yeah days gone loved it i think it gets a lot more hate than it deserves i understand some of the technical stuff but like i said you play it now that's all gone it's a fun game you can't get hordes like that anywhere else check it out um it's been I out also for a while think the driving can really make or break a game so the fact that it sounds like the motorcycle was pretty smooth. Yeah. Because uh, I'm trying to think of what game recently that we played that was just like such atrocious driving physics that I was just like, this game literally sucks ass, even though the driving is not the main part of the game. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, GTA 5 is definitely a game that I've always been like, you know, for not being a primary part of the game, I think that their driving physics are like perfect for what GTA 5 is trying to do, right? Just realistic yeah. enough that you get like expectations. You you put an input and you get kind of what you're expecting out, but also you can do ridiculous shit like drive up a mountain and launch yourself 100 feet in the air <laughs> on a motorcycle, you know? Like it's stuff like that. Uh now that games are able to throw so much more content in, I think if you're going to include like large maps are just going to always be around, so you pretty much need a way to do it. So I guess I'm just saying that driving's kind of a necessity to be like a solid game at this point. Yes. Um, but a lot of games still seem to fuck it up, in my opinion, and just have really lackluster driving that I'm like, please just don't put this in the game. I don't want a shitty driving sequence. Yep. Even yeah. Halo has better driving sequences than like modern titles. You know, <laughs> like, Alan Wake's insane. highlight for me was the driving. Like it's bad, but it is good. Like, I, I don't know, like, I the title of one of my videos is Tokyo Drifting, because there's, like, this curve you, like, drive around, and for some reason, the it has the most satisfying, like, drift slide mechanic of, like, almost any game I've ever played. I don't know what they did, but it's a lot of fun. So, even Alan Wake, a game that frustrated me so much, to the no driving end. was great. <laughs> 
yeah, games definitely uh, definitely age. <laughs> yeah, and such it looks as that like one. Purple Misfit is is checking out the the uh, spreadsheet now and and seeing some of the ones coming up. Ocarina of Time versus Metroid, she's excited to see. So, um, which it could be Ocarina of Time versus Bioshock if Oliver plays Bioshock it's and decides so to sweaty. switch swap. It's so sweaty. Uh, that's the thing with this. Uh, we because we make the rules. We 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 can change do whatever the hell we want. We yeah. Do what we want, <laughs> I'm baby. I'm so sorry. We're so bad. <laughs> we don't do it that often, but, but yeah. we do make changes. I think we've only done it a couple times. I I already know what I'm picking next week, right. but past that, I don't think I know at all what I'm going to be picking. Next week is oh league versus daylight. <laughs> yeah, that's. I actually I'm not quite sure what you're picking. Um. I, I could see either one, but but we won't spoil it. Exactly. Um, well, exactly. That's why, I, you know, it's a teaser trailer. <laughs> teaser trailer. Check us out next week. But as far, so Forza Horizon 4, talked a lot about, I love racing games, grew up with them so much. I wasn't allowed to play like more violent games. So racing games was, I put a lot of time into Gran Turismo, Need for Speed, Midnight Club, Forza, um, all, all, the, all that kind of stuff. Like even like the Ford racing games that are just absolute trash. Um, Ford released racing games? Yeah, it's it's Who basically like extended commercials, but like you you it's like all the Ford games. Um, I I don't know who developed them, but this sounds hysterical. Like off road, you play or did you play Ford Mustang: The Legend? Oh, I did not play that. That sounds like a fantastic game, though. Um, uh, f- well, Ford Racing is published by Two K. It's not saying what the developer is. Okay. Oh, there was a crap ton of developers. That's why. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Ford just kind of threw money at the wall and called it a day. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, racing games uh, are my jam. Forza Horizon 4 is peak for me um, w- with fun. It's obviously there's other like sim racing games like Project Cars and stuff that are a lot more realistic and a lot of fun um, and, and stuff. But as far as like fun for a game with racing, Forza Horizon 4, unbeatable. Um, and way better handling and physics than uh, <laughs> the crew too. <laughs> <laughs> since we're yeah. talking about a racing game we might as well throw the old meme in there oh crap dude i know what i want you to pick i can tell you that but i know you know what i want you to pick too so i'm picking forza horizon 4 goddamn right baby let's go Day- days gone is so so good i cannot recommend it highly enough um especially with how crappy reviews it got like the horde mechanics and everything it's it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of content it's it's like they they keep opening new parts of the map and you're like oh now it's done and it's like oh no there's this other like half of the map you haven't seen yet um yeah you were playing for a long time yeah it's long like in, it, in a good way yes yeah <laughs> I, I enjoyed it the whole time some people might have thought maybe it, it went on a little bit too long or stretched out a little bit too much but it was a lot of fun it struck a chord with me i like it before it's horizon four racing games cars so important to me so much fun it is I, I've put hundreds and hundreds of hours into Forza Horizon 4. I was playing it literally every week for the first two years of release to get all of the weekly content. I got every single car that was released at all times. Um, and then eventually I, I allowed myself to not do that anymore and have some freedom. <laughs> and um, it's been great. But then every once in a while, I'll see like a new car, like the, the new GT500 was put in the game. So I'll Ooh. hop back in and, and unlock that and stuff. And I think the Jeep Gladiator, which Oliver hates, is Aww. available. Um, our friend Solomon just got one, too. And I'm it, sorry, Solomon, but I do be not liking him. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan. Ooh, Test Drive. Um, wait, getting a new installment. Hold on. I got to learn about that. Because I, I played Test Drive as well growing up um, and, and Driver. Uh, but Test Drive. I think I heard uh, Test Drive. Oh, also, I get song by Ariana Grande. There's a new uh, Hot Wheels game coming out. Um, which Are I, Hot Wheels games good? Uh, there, there was this. Good. There was this old game called Hot Wheels Soundtrack Driver. It was like came out in '98 or something like that for old Windows PCs. I played the absolute shit out of that when I was a kid. I played it so much. Unlocked like all the special cars, all that kind of stuff. Had so much fun with it. It's like it's not that great of a game, but I don't know. It was just had a lot of fun with it. And the new one honestly looks like it might not be great like graphically it looks incredible and once i started watching some gameplay it looked a lot more fun than the trailers made it out to be um but i just it doesn't seem like there's that much to it um so i'll be interested to see 
yeah, I'll be very interested to see. I'll probably check it out uh, because I'm 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 excited about it. But it does test. look crisp as hell. Test drive unlimited solar crown. What? Yeah, release I don't know date any of these racing to be games. announced. Oh, well, thank you, Purple Misfer, for bringing Mersfer. I don't know what that was, but for bringing this to my attention. Well, shit. Well, is that supposed hyped. to be like a a realistic, you know, racing game? What's it? What's it? What's it going for? I don't remember. It's it definitely. Yeah, I really, I really don't remember. It's Perfect. it's it's a dealership uh, simulator. <laughs> you go and you just go on a bunch of test drives. Um, no, it's definitely they they've had. Um, shit, I I really can't remember. I I think there was like some open world stuff. They've had a lot of games in the series. I had an old test drive, like two thousand or two thousand one for Game Boy Color was the first game I had on the Game Boy Color. Um, it's like a isometric view, like top down, like super simple game. But I played that a whole bunch was my first experience with test drive and then they have like newer 3d ones um but no i'm very hyped for that that's cool okay well that got me hyped but yeah forza horizon 4 is just yeah racing games a special place in my heart it's it's got to go it's got to go further it's I, I played it a lot so forza do be the best forza do be yet somehow you didn't choose it so do it really be the best <laughs> I guess it's the worst then by you traitor <laughs> transitive property. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. Um, reminder: Horizon Zero Dawn. You have until May fourteenth to get it. Download it for free. Keep it forever. Um, Days Gone coming out May seventeenth. There's a new test drive that we don't know when it's coming out, but it's been announced, so that's exciting. Um. Yeah. Hype hype time. Very hype time. <sighs> Very hype time also for uh, you know, Thor Ragnarok to come out. What? Oh, God of War. Yeah. Ah, or sorry, yes. yeah. Not Thor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Thor Ragnarok all, came out a couple years all ago. The but... same fucking people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Thor is in the, the God of War game, so um that, that's that do that's... be what it do be. I'm excited to see, yeah, Ragnarok. That that's going to be hype. Horizon Forbidden West, going to be super hype. Um, and so, also a reminder, our our spreadsheet is in YouTube description. Well, will be. It's on the the stream right now. But all of our old YouTube streams should have it in there. The descriptions of our podcast on podcast services should have it in there. You probably can't click it. You'll probably have to maybe figure out a way to copy and paste it. Probably not super convenient. So we apologize for that. But if you go to movideogames.podbean.com. Podbean is where we host the podcast and you can pull it up in like your web browser and it might be easier to click through the links in there. All that kind of stuff. If you care, want to see where we're going, we're getting close. This is quarterfinals. We're almost done with the quarterfinals and it's going to be semifinals and then the finals. What's going to be crazy. What will be the greatest game of all time, according to Maxwell and Oliver? Nobody knows. Oh, we know. But Uncharted 4 and Forza Horizon 4 just got one step closer. That's true. <laughs> um and we got an instagram at mo video games uh check that out and podcast youtube all that kind of fun stuff that's what we got juicy on the moochie juicy on the moochie love you guys we'll catch you in the next one Juice. and that do be doing it for this episodes of the week's mo video games podcast pretend like i said it right because you know i did and that's why you love me Thank you so much for listening. Honestly, I gotta say, shouts out to Forza Horizon. That was a heartbreaking decision for me, but uh, you gotta do what you gotta do when it comes to the Mo Video Games podcast and the viewers just like you. So please tune in next week. You can find our socials in the description somewhere on the internet. You can Google search. Proud of you. Love you. Have a great week. Josie. <laughs> <laughs>